2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. From our flagship station in Buffalo, this is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. Here's your host, Brian Cozio.
3: 3 to the final. Islanders beat the Buffalo Sabres, dropping... Buffalo to 0-2 to start this season. As we welcome you in, this is the Upstate Honda Dealers post game show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Stinger of a loss tonight for Buffalo. And uh, I'll go ahead and say it. It's a controversial game-winning goal for Zizekas as he gets the game winner at 1340. Was it a high stick? Was it offsides? I feel like I could argue both. Don Granado decides to challenge. The Sabres lose the challenge. And then another two-minute power play uh, ensues right there for the Islanders afterwards. Buffalo getting a little break after it uh, with a few seconds on the power play uh, there and then at the end of the game. But uh, nevertheless, Buffalo unable to get a third one past Ilya Sorokin, and the Islanders get it done by a 3-2 to two margin. Coming up here on the postgame, Paul Hamilton's on his way to the Sabres dressing room. We'll get reaction, uh, I think, a different feeling tonight than what we saw On Thursday against the Rangers, uh, a frustrated Sabres team maybe not getting to their offense. Well, tonight the offense I thought got going. There were plenty of good scoring opportunities, even just, uh, you know, mere inches away from maybe the Sabres taking the lead. Casey Middlestad had a very strong game, very strong third. He hits the post with the game tied at two uh, before Sazikas ends up scoring. Uh, Some good stuff from Devin Levi. Uh, How about the Greenway, Benson, Middle stat line being Buffalo's best line so far here through two games. Who had that, right? Of course I did, right? <laughs> Zach Benson looking like uh he's going nowhere fast. Two more assists or two assists for Benson tonight, his first ever NHL point, and then another one on the middle stat goal as he does some nice work behind the net. So there were some good things. The Sabres in the second and for some of the third I thought looked like the Sabres that we saw last year during their good play. And some of the game that we thought, hey, this is what Buffalo would be doing this year um, with some good times. And, you know, it's it's very early, and I don't want to go too far on this. It's very early in the season for me to feel strongly about banging on NHL officiating because there's going to be 82 games, and there's probably a high percentage that's going to come up like it does every year. And... I do not want to dwell on it because it makes it sound like, uh, uh, you know, I- I'm not focused on maybe what was the true outcome of the game. But again, tonight, uh, there was moments where I'm sitting here saying, man, if they just would call this correctly, the scoreboard would be different. And I know Paul and I mentioned it during the first intermission, uh, you know, the the goal that Clifton is tripped on, that Nelson ends up getting credit for it. Like, that's a direct outcome of a bad call. And the sabers on that you know on the game winning goal that the islanders get there twice you think maybe it's going to get disallowed the high stick the offsides i guess he had possession i mean what is truly possession again there's so much gray area it's like goaltender interference like well what's what is it when does the contact start is it actually causing contact is it being pushed in is it being around the area is it the goalie trying to come out to stand his ground uh the offsides was definitely something that I feel like could have gone either way, but because we've seen it gone both because we've seen it gone both ways, it's very very difficult to predict. And the high stick I thought was close too, but of course there's no good camera angle of it. How? I mean, this is the league is using this replay system. It's a big part of the game. How do you not have something at net level? But they didn't, and uh, it counts, Ezekis, and. Also, you know, why do you have to review it twice? I don't know. Two different replay systems here: one with the officials on a little iPad, one with Toronto back with all these cameras. Like, just review the play. But anyway, Sabers challenge it for offsides that portion of it, and because it is upheld, the goal uh, Buffalo gets a penalty uh, for the delay of game, the unsuccessful challenge uh, with six twenty to go in the game, and of course. To no surprise the review takes forever. But okay. (sighs) Breath on the officiating. Sabres do though have to figure out a way to start better. That's now two games in a row where they've come out kind of flat and not ready to go. Um, you know, I think the first period was a better first period than the Ranger game, but you're still down two nothing. And the offense, both nights, needs to start quicker. It was better in this game for sure. I think the second period was maybe their best period of the season. But both games it's not come out ready to play. And both games you have deficits after the first period of two to nothing. And you're playing two good goalies in Shisterkin and Sorokin, and you're down two nothing after twenty minutes both times. All right, let's go to the locker room. Paul Hamilton, Casey Middlestad is up first live. Thanks, Brian
1: Casey, uh you guys got it going in the second period maybe not the start you wanted but uh it seemed like as the second period went on you guys stayed with it and got back into it uh what led to that do you feel
0: you know um it's obviously early in the year and um probably wasn't our best first game and you know i thought the second was kind of where we started to get going and um making plays and playing fast i think we looked like ourselves from, from there on in with the speed and in the plays and um you know just overall cohesiveness moving as a as a unit of five out there so um obviously it was a a tough ending and um but we know it's early and there's definitely some some things some positive things we can take away from that it seemed like the three of you were very tenacious on pucks and you got uh, rewarded for it twice yeah um You know, I I think, especially on mine there, I I got the reward of those two getting in and and, uh, getting dirty, and it just popped right to me. So, um, yeah, it's been been a blast playing with those guys, and, um, you know, they're hounds on pucks, and uh, makes my job easier. How do you overcome the bad
1: breaks? I mean, there's an obvious tripping penalty on the first goal, and then the next one goes in off a skate who knows the last one whether it's a high stick whether it's offside I mean there could have been as they looked at it either one I really don't know which one they picked so uh, how do you overcome those when those things happen to you
0: yeah I mean I think as a unit we understand there's nothing we can do Just um control you can control and move on and you know I thought we had chances there to, to kind of even it back up and um but it's it's out of your control you can't control that stuff and um just keep playing
4: Big difference, Casey. After the first period, just breakouts. You guys started playing more connected, just supporting each other.
0: Yeah, you know, I think I think we sped it up. It's it's a little weird to start the year playing against two teams who who kind of sit back and trap. So, um, you know, you, you kind of slow it down at times. But I thought I thought from uh, the second on, we did a great job of playing quick and, and getting behind them and uh, using our speed to get on their D. And you know, I thought the chances followed. Uh, I think uh, if we have that many chances every night, we're we're going to win a lot of games. Thank you, Casey. Casey Middlestadt in the post game. Brian, back to you. All
3: right. There's Casey Middlestadt, part of Buffalo's best line tonight, along with Zach Benson and Jordan Greenway. Middlestadt getting his first goal of the season at 2:34 of the third. Earlier, his first point of the season uh, when the assist on Jordan Greenway's goal, which put Buffalo on the board for the first time. Yeah, Benson, Middlestat Greenway have been very good. Casey mentioned it there. Those two, Greenway and Benson, have been on the puck and have been kind of pests to the other team. Benson just, I mean, geez, his, his youth is inexperienced, an and he's just, I mean, look, he's right in there making plays. He gets that assist where he's got two players on him, fights through it, makes a really good pass to Pettlestad that gets Greenway the goal. And then Benson doing the dirty work behind the net on the second goal, the one that uh, occurred early in the third period, to win that battle with two Islanders back there to eventually get the puck in front of middle stats. So um, I think um, Benson, my goodness, I mean, it is, I can't, we, we keep saying, well, it's just prospects camp. Well, it's just training camp. Well, it's just preseason. Well, it's just one game. Well, it's just two game." I mean, at some point here, I mean, there is zero way that if Zach Benson continues to have the impact on games like he is right now, that there should be any thought of other than than the fact that just keep his, his stall in, in the locker room permanent because he is looking very, very good right now. Uh, He and Middlestat and Greenway looking like a really, really nice unit together out there uh, as those three have provided Buffalo's best offense, their best energy, uh, their best scoring opportunities so far here through the first two games. It is a result-oriented business, and they've lost two. So while there is more positive tonight, while they looked better tonight, while the energy was there, uh, I think much better. The scoring opportunities were there. They did better, I think, in terms of getting shots through that they couldn't the other night against the Rangers. They still did lose. And I'll go ahead, you know, the, the officiating is, is, an, is a piece of this, but this is what happens in this league. It's going to happen, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen to every team, not just the Sabres. I know right now it seems like it's everybody about the Sabres, but it's going to happen to every team. But being down 2-0 in both games after one, uh, that has to change. You're facing two good defensive teams and two outstanding goalies, two of the best in the league in Shisterkin and Sorokin. And you just can't you can't continue to think that the just overcome that. Now, they almost did tonight. And I thought their game was good enough to overcome it. And, you know, maybe an inch or two the other way, and, and Middlestad scores his second goal, and the Sabres go up 3-2, and maybe it plays out differently. Or maybe the officiating, just because it's, you know, as lucky as puck luck is sometimes, maybe the Sabres would get a call uh, to go their way with the with the review, the double review, and maybe it ends up going their way, and you know we're watching overtime or a shootout right now. But uh, being down 0-2 to start, like that's got a that's got a fix for sure. We I think last year could say that on a you know season summary statements, one of the things that we talked about with them is that they at times, uh, as Don Granato would say, took too long to get to their game. Well, it was quicker tonight. They were great in the second, I thought. Very good in the third. But the first was okay. It was better. Uh, but you still are down 0 2. Got to figure out a way to get some more offense going right away uh, to put pressure on the other team. 3 2 Islanders win it. Sabres drop to 0 2. You're listening to the Upstate Honda Dealers post game show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Uh, we'll have more from the locker room here. That interview with Casey Middlestad, part of our. Blue and Gold Locker room Report, brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org WGR. All right, while we wait for more from the room, let's get our final stats in now. Brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. Final shots end up even, 29-29. Buffalo had eight in the third. The Islanders had 12 in the third. Officially, with that late uh, penalty, the Sabers in total go 0 for 2 on the power play in total in the game, though that uh, accumulated to just a minute and two of man advantage time. Islanders 0 of 3 on the night, so both teams uh, not getting many opportunities on the power play. But the Sabers just a minute two in total in that entire game. Uh, Ilya Sorokin, the win, 29 shots, 27 saves. Devin Levi takes the loss for the second consecutive game. 29 shots, 26 saves. Your three stars, Zach Benson of Buffalo, two assists. Star number three, Casey Sazikas, game-winning goal. Star number two, Brock Nelson, who had two points, a goal, and an assist. He is star number one. The three stars are brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Haw. now I'm hungry. The attendance... At UBS Arena, 17,255. And now the Sabres will begin a stretch of playing four in a row at home. Uh, Buffalo will get that going on Tuesday uh, when they take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. That is a 7.30 puck drop. By the way, that's an ESPN broadcast. So Dan and Rob will have the radio call only right here on the Sabres radio network. Uh, Then next Thursday, home for Calgary. Next Saturday, home for the same New York Islander team. So they'll meet a week from tonight in Buffalo. And then a week from Monday, the Sabres are home for Montreal before they finally head out of the road on Tuesday, October 24th to take on the Ottawa Senators. So opportunity awaits for the Sabres four in a row at home. You'd think. We know last year they were troubling at home. They had a, a losing record at home. A big reason why the Sabres missed the playoffs last year was their poor play at KeyBank Center. And they had a winning record on the road. So far, though, 0 for both. 0-1 at home, 0-1 on the road. And the Sabres dropped to 0-2 on the season again with Tampa coming up on Tuesday night at 7.30. All right, uh, we hope to have more from Paul coming up from the locker room. We also hope to hear from Don Granato. Uh, I know at this time, though, we need to get an extra break from the third period. Uh, okay, we're not going to take that break right now. So we'll we'll stick right here. We're hoping t- to have more from the locker room here coming up uh, in just a moment. So uh, let's talk a little bit more uh, about some of the things from this game. Um, physical play. I think, you know, we see it from Jordan Greenway. We've mentioned it from Zach Benson. That line was for pretty, pretty good so far. Um, I think Rasmus Dalin is not afraid to take a hit at anybody. We saw... The big hit the other night um, against the Rangers comes up with another couple of big hits here tonight. So I think that we know that's been part of his game. He can play feisty. He can play angry. Uh, I think you saw a little emotion on Darlene too when he had a great chance in the first period. Dylan Cousins set him up right in front of the net. Uh, Sorokin ends up making a big save on that play, and then you could see Darlene kind of punch the air in disgust afterwards. He wants to win really, really bad. Uh, he gets his big contract extension in the offseason uh you know now he's going to be here long term uh, i don't think you ever questioned Darlene's fire and desire uh to get a win or to want to win here uh, as a buffalo sabre i mean he talked about it in his press conference when he signed that new uh, long term 8 year contract talking about how he you know he wants to take the next step uh he's definitely in the discussion for the likely next captain uh, after kyle poso uh, leaves his time on the ice with the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, you got to think that he's right at the top of the list in terms of guys that may wear the C uh, coming up here shortly. Uh, so that could be you know something to look forward to down the road. If you're a big Dalene fan, uh, I think you know he's in that discussion. Uh, he's you know offensively. We know a big portion of this team going forward. Now the Sabers have played two teams that defensively like to kind of clamp things down, like to play very good. Uh, disciplined, structured hockey. And I still think that uh, they learned their lesson a little from the Ranger game the other night. They got back to their game. They got back to the quick passing. I think they made simpler plays. And um, I think that when you, you, know, you look at uh, what got them going in that second period, I think it was a lot of that. It was simplifying things. It was quick puck movement. Um, not a lot of carrying the puck either, uh, which I think sometimes... Makes it easier to defend, and also you've got some spots there where, uh, when you try to make longer passes, like we saw the other night against the Rangers, you get, you get the leg, you get the body, you get the stick in the way, and a lot of those transition rushes that the Sabres are so good at uh, ends up kind of getting foiled. So tonight I thought a little bit better a job of that overall, and you know from there, um, I think. The adjustment to get to their game early. Now, can you come out of the first period on Tuesday against Tampa and get it done? All right, back to the room live. More Blue and Gold Locker Report. Here's Connor Clifton with Paul.
1: Connor watching it live and even seeing the replay on that first goal. It looks like he just trips your legs right out from under you. It looks like you're in good shape, and you get tripped. I mean, how did you see the play?
4: Honestly, I haven't watched it yet. I felt that, but I don't usually go down too easily, and I'm not going to fake it. So I got to watch it and see what happened. You know, I wish I played it differently, obviously. I wish I just had a long stick and just poked it in the corner, given the result. But, I mean, just trying to make a play on it.
1: Before you went down, did you feel like you are in good shape?
4: Oh, yeah. I had body positioning, everything. I was just going to flip it out of the zone. So, um, yeah, just, you know, it is what it is, right? Obviously, give up a grade A like that, It's it's going to be in the back of your net in this league.
1: And then... One goes in off your leg. I mean, again, a bad luck play for you. How do you overcome that kind of stuff when it happens?
4: I mean, it sucks, you know, and you try to turn the page. It just kept happening. I felt like um it's never good when you're not getting those bounces. And I mean, it is what it is. You try to battle through, and, you know, it's just, you try not to, you know, let the puck in your net. And it just kept happening to me tonight, honestly. I know you guys are disappointed with the result, but with the the comeback, playing the way you did in the second and third periods, is is there a lot that you could take away from that, especially the type of team that you did it against? Yeah, I think I think we found ourselves honestly, and and the way we want to play and how we can play. Um, they trapped it up uh, in the neutral zone and tried to force forced us to dump it in, and we we were doing that. And we were taking what they gave us. Um, ran into a hot goalie too. Um, I think we definitely had a lot of great A's, way more than in game one we were getting to the inside um but yeah a couple of bad bad bounces and obviously I got to do a better job keeping the puck out of my net
1: were you guys better in the second period maybe passing to get out of the zone it seemed like you guys got out much better was it passing was it just decisions what was it because it just seemed like in the second period you guys were doing a good job of it
4: I think it was uh, the mindset just to play quick um they like that style, dumping it in and trying to forecheck the heck out of you. Um, and we were just playing fast, and we were getting the pucks, and we were moving it, you know, a couple of feet each way. And then your support comes in, and he's there, and then we're playing fast. I think it was all about that, all about us. I'm not sure how much you've defended him in practice, but Zach Benson comes in here first throw game and picks up a couple of assists. What's impressed you about the way he's handled himself so far? Uh, he's been—he obviously had an awesome camp. He's just the way he sees the ice is, you know, pretty incredible for such a young player in 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 the NHL. Um, but yeah, he's he's been great. He's he's earned his spot, and he played great tonight. That line was by far our best, and obviously a couple goals and a couple great plays by you know him, Mitzi, and Greener, and it, it was fun to watch that line tonight. What did you think of Levi on um, the way he played, especially down the stretch in that game? Played great, played great. Um, obviously, yeah, a couple you know the great A. It's going to be a hard one to save. Um, I, me putting one in on the back door, and then. What was the third one? Oh, the point shot tipping. You know, I guess we gotta get some sticks in front. Um gotta give him a little more help so he can he can be himself. Obviously he kept us in that game early on in the first. Um so yeah, we were proud of the way he played.
5: Not to be overly dramatic, but with
4: the two losses and now coming to a four-game homestand, is it? Is, are you feeling a little more pressure as a team to get that first win and try to make sure this is not a big season slump to kill a season early? Yeah, we obviously made a hole for ourselves, but there is 80 more, right? Um, I don't think it's how we wanted to start and how we planned on starting, but you know that's hockey sometimes. I just think we got to find our game and we're gonna we're gonna get our goals and our wins. Um, but, yeah, it's nice to go back home and get some home games uh, over the next couple. So we've got to turn the page on on this one, 0-2 now, and then uh, focus on
3: Tuesday. Thank you, Connor. Thank Connor Clifton on the post game. Brian, back to you. Thank you, Paul. Connor Clifton there. Tough breaks for him. The first goal, as he said, tripped, felt tripped, and uh, ends up in the net. And then the second one right off is leg, skate, and in. You know that happens. It seems like it happens to the Sabers more often than others. Um, the Islanders, you know, game winning goal here. Interesting, seeing a lot of uh, reactions tonight on Twitter about it. Uh, think about the last time the Sabers were on Long Island. What was the game winning goal? The Hudson Fashion goal reviewed. What was it? Was it a kick? Was it not a kick? Tonight, the game winning goal. Sizikas. Was it a high stick? Was it an offsides? Oh, by the way, the same score, three to two. If you want another parallel. Yeah, the Islanders uh interesting game winning goals here in these last two games with these two teams in that building. Um, you know, and you look at Buffalo's goals, like these, you know, these are sitting here, like these are our goals that they are are good ones. Like it's not like, oh well, the Greenway goal was a lucky bounce or the middle goal was a lucky bounce. No, those were both really nice, skillful plays. And you look at look at the Islander goals. The bad, the bad call, no trip. The the puck goes off Clifton. And then of course the high stick of the offside. So, you know, it all again comes down to results though. And that's how some teams are going to play and they're going to get it done. It just seems like the Sabres have to work very hard and get a lot of things to go their way in order for them to earn a goal. And then, you know, you look at the other goals against you, geez, that one, that one. And then, you know, how do you assess Devin Levi's game? Well, these three goals against, like, there's not one there that I'm going to sit here and say, like, oh, well, I need him to make a save. Like, no, there's nothing there. So um, when you talk about the goals against, I don't really know what you can do. They missed a trip. The puck goes off of a player and in, and then there's two possible spots where maybe it could have been called. All right, Don Granado is now live on Long Island with Paul.
1: Don, at the beginning of the game, you don't get a break. I mean, uh, Kyle Clif- or Connor Clifton looks like he's in great shape. And next thing you know he gets tripped, and the pucks in your net uh, it, it, that makes it a hard way to start a hockey game doesn 't it?
6: It, it you don 't you know, this league the stats you don 't want to fall behind, um, but yeah, it was a, it was a sneaky looked like a little sneaky trip. The foot tripped the other guy and and uh, they got the break so uh, I give a credit to our guys for coming back from from two. They battled hard, so lots of good things obviously in, in that regard, we looked a lot more like ourselves. Uh, in more instances of, of speed and attack, two-two um, game just before they scored the just before they scored that winning goal, we had two goalposts, uh, so the game could have went the other way. And we all have our own opinions on the on the final goal.
4: When it comes to after the first period, was the focus really just breakouts, making the maybe the easier pass taking what was there so you can get the puck up the ice rather than maybe forcing it? You know,
6: that we we probably could have had a better focus on that right at exits uh, in in the last few minutes of the game. Uh, That that component there uh, cost us that third goal and obviously, you you know, questionable third goal. Um, But, uh, yeah, early on, there – we got better as the game went, clearly got better as the game went the guys got acclimated I thought we were we were good to start as, as Paul said it was a bit you know Clifton got tripped up on that play and um that was the first goal I thought Levi played well down the stretch so this tough when you got a tip like that from the point as well um but again you know it's a, it's it's, it's always a process, but our guys looked a lot more like themselves. I thought the Middlestead line was, was really good again uh, two games in a row. I think the Thompson line is still working to find their rhythm, uh, but we all know when they do.
1: Um, they're a pretty special trio, And um, so move forward. Did you just feel at that point of the game you have to challenge that, whether it's a penalty called or not, whether you get it or not? At that point of the game, just you have to.
6: Well, I mean, you can process that way, but you clearly are challenging it because it, it clearly looks offsides. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the question is to discretion um, whether it's offsides. Obviously, um, based on possession, and you can argue whether he had possession or not. And obviously, the linesman uh, is reviewing his own call, and we lost the argument. So, was there any thought like
5: to look at the high stick too, or was that?
1: We, we
6: cannot look at the high stick. The league looks at high sticks. Did you
1: expect the league to look, take a closer look and, at the high uh, I
6: believe they did. Yeah, I believe they did. It's
5: another first for Benson being in a road building. What do you think about the way he handled the situation? Right?
6: Benson was good. And Greenway and Middlestead, those three were real good. And they had they had some some chances that, uh, I don't even think they got it up on the net, but backdoor-type stuff that just one little inch or two would have been in um, so I thought the three of them were together developing a little chemistry but uh, as I've said
1: all along smart hockey player and a competitive kid. You killed off three penalties rather well I mean you maybe gave up one chance and and in, in doing it to each each penalty did, did you like your penalty kill in this game?
6: Definitely um, we've talked about it a lot we've worked on it you know making it more of an emphasis and. Um, now that we have time you know more time to dedicate to it with with some other things that guys are more familiar with we can dedicate more time to that so uh, they, I thought they did very well um, confidence is everything in that in that issue I thought that's what we lacked last year and uh, we were able to be assertive as a result which is something that's key to any successful penalty kill is confidence to be assertive and um, we're starting to to uh, evolve that learn learn how to do that a bit better and Collectively and uh, I did like that tonight.
1: Don Granado the post game. Brian, back
3: to you. Okay, Paul, thank you very much. We'll get a chance to talk with Paul here in just one moment as the Sabres fall to the Islanders three to two. That was Sabres head coach Don Granado. All right, back to Paul here for just a couple of quick thoughts. Paul, I know uh talking about officiating for the second time in two games, here we are again. Uh, what was your opinion on the final goal with both the high stick and the offside?
1: Don't really have one. I was not in position to even hear what was going on. I couldn't hear it. I really didn't know what they were challenging, so I was trying to talk to TJ about it, and I told him it's going to be tough yeah. for me to help you just because Got of uh, the position I was in. I, I'm thinking, are they challenging offside? Are they challenging the high stick? I guess they challenged both when I was talking to TJ. So um, it becomes a definition from what from what I saw, is it offside or isn't? Is there possession? It's it's the definition of possession. I think that needs to be talked about. What is the definition? And I think that's what makes the whole thing cloudy.
3: Yeah, I agree, Paul. How about Middlestadt, Benson, and Greenway, uh, the the best line again for the second game in a row?
1: Absolutely, I I thought they were great. I thought they they. It was nice to see them get rewarded for their hard work because they certainly put in a lot of hard work in that game, all three of them. And, uh, you know, Middlestad and Greenway get the goals, but Benson did did the grunt work. Did you see on the second assist, he he got plastered by Martin, absolutely plastered into the wall. Down he goes, and Martin sits on him. I think he might have given him a shot while he was down. He didn't care. As soon as Martin got off him, he got up, gave him a little push, kept going. A few seconds later, he's behind the net, kicks it out in front, and it's in the net. I mean, that's the way this kid plays. He doesn't care. And that was a hard hit that he took. And he he just bounces right up, and he's ready to go.
3: Paul, I'll say the biggest negative of these first two games, obviously, beyond losing them both, is that you're down 2 nothing after the first in both periods, playing two of the best goalies in the NHL. Like, that's not a recipe for setting yourself up to win, even though they did essentially at some point tie it. But, I mean, you're down 2 nothing both times. That's got to be addressed going forward.
1: Yeah, it does. But, uh, you know, I, that, that first goal I still can't. Yep. I mean, he, he absolutely gets tripped. I mean, and I just don't understand how you miss that because it became a scoring chance. Uh, you might miss it if it doesn't become a scoring chance. But because of that, it's a scoring chance. Clifton was in great position. He was fine. He wasn't in trouble. He was not He was fine. He was just about to make a play, and he gets his legs kicked out from under him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, and then the best goal scorer on the New York Islanders winds up with the puck. And I know referees make mistakes, but they make too many of them, and this league needs better refereeing, and I'm not saying – the Sabres lost the game because of it, but what happens if that's not a goal? What happens if that's an island penalty? Well, if that's a penalty, what happens if the Sabres score a power play goal? Now it's one, nothing, the other way. I mean, there's a lot of if ants and buts here. But it could change the whole complexion of the game. And for that to stand and for that to, 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 to is, is how you start a game. Because if, if that doesn't count as a goal, you can afford maybe a puck to go in off somebody's shin pad and all right then you've only given up one goal and who knows where how the game has changed because the right call has been made and it was an easy call it wasn't like it was well iffy or you know it was an easy call to make and they didn't and i saw maybe four of those in this game both ways i told you earlier how benson you know almost got a chance to score because he knocked over uh you know the defenseman in front of the net uh mayfield you know that could that should have been interference there was another interference penalty on the islanders that should have been i mean it was was just a hor another horrible game of nhl refereeing all the way around that dictated how the game was going to be played or dictated the score of the game i won't say dictated who won but dictated the score of the game
3: well we're two for two in that paul let's hope that ends because it's annoying to talk about already but it clearly has had impact on both games. All right Paul have a safe trip back. Great work tonight as always and I'll see you Tuesday for the Lightning.
1: Yep, so sorry the locker room took so long but uh it's just things that uh, happen in, out of our control.
3: Yep, no problem. Thank you Paul. Have a good night. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, Paul Hamilton there. Safe travels back. Sabers fall to the Islanders 3-2, to and 2 to start the season. Uh it goes without saying that's obviously not what they wanted to do, but four in a row at home. Can there be some sort of home ice advantages here at KeyBank Center? Good opportunity to maybe turn that around here this week with four straight at home, beginning with Tampa on Tuesday. Okay, uh, at this time, we're going to take a timeout. We owe, I believe, a uh, commercial from the end of the game from the third period. So we're going to get to that now, and then uh, we'll get ourselves back, get you some highlights in. Post-game show rolling on here. 3-2, the Islanders victorious here. Game 2 for the Sabres in books. I'm Brian Colzial. Thanks for listening. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers post game show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. We'll be back in a moment. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
5: 28 to go. Islanders on the left side. Big hit on the wall. Oh, Lee was sent thumping into the boards.
3: Hit of the game. Eric Johnson right there. Dan Dunleavy on the call. It's the Clinton Collision hit of the game. Clinton Collision, we are there for you when you need a repair. Back here, Brian Colziel along the Buffalo Sabres radio network. 3-2, Islanders beat the Sabres. You're listening to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. Well, the Sabres getting themselves in a hole early, down 2 to nothing, before they finally score. So while we're looking at that 2 nothing hole, let's pick up right there with our highlights as we go there to the second period. Finally, Buffalo scoring, and some great work. From Benson and Middlestad to set up Jordan Greenway at the 415 mark finally getting Buffalo on the board.
5: This is Benson knocked down by Pellick but coming to Casey Middlestad pass across Greenway scores what a goal by Greenway as he cut to the net and buries it to get the Sabres back within one trailing two to one here in the second period.
3: Beautiful passing from Benson and Middlestad. Benson takes on two players takes the hit to eventually find Middlestad, who then eventually finds Greenway for his first. That made it a 2-1 Islander lead. Benson gets his first NHL point right there as well. Real pretty goal for Buffalo. We're calling it our play of the game tonight. Brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. 2-1 Islanders there. That's where we stood through 40 minutes. We go to the third, and Buffalo early on tying things up. And again, Zach Benson's involved behind the net, doing some dirty work eventually finding Middlestad in front.
5: This is Rasmus Dahlin at the left point. Benson behind the goal. In front of the net now with a backhand, scores! What a shot that was by Casey Middlestad. A backhand beauty ties this game at two apiece.
3: Middlestad's first from Benson and Dahlin. 2.34 into the third, so a tie game with plenty of time to go. Islanders putting on some pressure in the third. Devin Levi shutting the door. This is one of his 26 saves.
5: At the line is the Islanders. Centering pass from Holmstrom Goes back up top. Rebound! And Levi got a piece of that one. Somehow, Barzell in the slot with a look.
3: And that save on Barzell kept the game tied. It's our save of the game brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers to see the all-exciting new Honda lineup. Visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. Still 2-2. Now we go onto the 10-minute mark, and the Islanders getting what appears to be the go-ahead goal. It's Sizikis, his first of the season in front of the net.
5: Sabres trying to work it out here. Dylan Cousins. Clutterbuck takes it back up top. Pellick with a shot. Scores. <laughs> All right, Levi's playing in here thinking it was going to be a high stick. He's talking to the referee, and the two referees are going to come together here. We're not sure it happened pretty quick. Tough to see from up here, but both referees right
2: now are talking. And we'll see what comes out of this.
3: Well, what comes out of it is the game-winning goal. Sabres... After, they, after the league apparently reviewed the high stick, then the Sabres challenge for offsides and unsuccessful challenge. The goal stick, uh from Pelican Clutterbuck at 13 That's your game winner. 3-2 Islanders uh, and Buffalo unable to get the game tire late, and it ends up a 3-2 to two final. Well, Buffalo 0-2. Another strong performance, though, from the Greenway step benson line. Um, Zach Benson just continues to play great. I mean, it has been a story through prospect games, through training camp, through preseason games, and two for two so far. uh, He looks like he belongs. Two physical opponents trying to rough him up. He's handling it. He's making plays. Both of these goals, he gets hit in the middle of making the pass. Two points for him. What a great start. Uh, Even though the Sabres ended up not getting a loss tonight, I'm going to give Zach Benson, our electric player of the game honors, brought to you by Town Ford. When you think of Ford, think of Town Ford. All right, if you uh, want to let me know what you think of the game here, you can uh, give me a call, eight zero three zero five fifty, 550 or you can send me your thoughts on Twitter at BrianWGR. We'll get some thoughts coming in from fans when we return here as the postgame rolls on. 3-2, to two, the Islanders beat the Sabres. At this time, we're going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliate stations. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. For all of you on WGR, more postgame coming up. Islanders victorious over the Sabres. Back with more in a moment. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
2: You're listening to the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. 3-2 3-2 Islanders,
3: the final. Welcome back. Brian Colziel here on the Upstate Honda Dealers post-game show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Sabres better in game two than game one, but still a loss. 0-2. And yes, there are some things that you can't control, like officiating and pucks bouncing off your leg and going in, but um, you got to give you know the other teams credit for figuring out a way to get it done. The Rangers and the Islanders, I think, were both beneficiaries of some decent calls that went their way, and some bounces that went their way. But in the end, this you know, the Sabers in this results-oriented business are 0-2, and now they got four in a row at home. Tampa coming up Tuesday uh, at 7:30. Now it's time to get our Pro First Response from the fans. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy, responds first and faster to any size disaster. You can join us on the post game show eight oh three oh five fifty, or you can always send me a thought on Twitter at Brian Gonna read one tweet in here real quick. Uh, Donnie Granato talking about finding you know the top line trying to find themselves. Daryl says, uh, "How about you find yourself actually in the preseason, like other top lines are tired of the same old savers." Um, and then another line, another. Uh, I'm sorry. Another tweet here coming in kind of in the same line here, a line of thought um, from Dale saying, imagine if the coach thought it was important to have them play just more, more than one preseason game together. I just assumed in his words, I just can't, I can just put them back out there again together tomorrow. So, yeah, I mean, the top line, Thompson, Skinner, Tuck, they only played together one time. And if there was concern, then maybe you'd want to, uh, put them out there a little bit more together. So I think that's maybe a fair point to bring up. I'll I'll, uh, I'll go with that. All right, let's get a, a phone call or two in here. Uh, let's go to Brian in Williamsville here on the post game. Hi, Brian. Go ahead.
2: Hello. I just wanted to say um, the goalie's been playing great. Uh, the defense, I have no problem with.
3: Our best line right now is the middle staff line. I like him with Benson. I mean, they're just showing all sparks with Greenway. The
2: tug line, I will, I will say I know Alex. I know he'll come
0: calling when when needed. I like him with um, Thompson. Now, if you have to take Skinner off the line, I do that, bump him down to the second line.
3: I put J.J. up there and give him a shot on the first line and see what happens and
0: see if that um, could, 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 contributes to anything along with uh, keeping right, Brian, with thanks. 24 by 24 years.
3: I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't think, you know, we've reached the point of breaking up Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner. I mean, they were outstanding for the Sabres last year. Um, Tuck and Skinner have been quieter for sure than what I would have liked. Obviously, you know, Thompson's not on the score sheet yet. I'm sure he's disappointed with that start. But he's had a couple of looks. He had a real great look down low uh, right near the net uh, toward the end of the second period that could have given Buffalo a tie game, heading uh into the third, but uh, just able to miss that. That may have even glanced off the post when I saw the replay look of it. But, uh, of course, I mean, Tuck, Thompson, and Skinner have to be good for the Sabres to be good. It's their top line. You know, Thompson's their number one center, their leading goal scorer last year. They have to be better for the Sabres to really, really, you know, take that next step, which of course, you know, we all are thinking is playoffs this year for sure. Thanks for the call. Uh, We'll finish with the injury report brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Only two injuries of note. That's Matt Savoy, more on the short-term end, Jack Quinn, more on the long-term end, but uh, that is it so far uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. Through two games, at least the players that have played, from what we know and what we can tell, there have been no uh, injuries occurred in these two games so far. So that portion is good news. Okay, our next broadcast will be Tuesday, Programming note, TV coverage is ESPN, uh, national broadcast. So uh, Dan and Rob will have the call with, if you are looking for the Sabre call here locally uh, on WGR and along the Buffalo Sabres radio network. So hope you can be with us then. We'll have the pregame at 6.30 and then 7.30 puck drop. Buffalo and Tampa as the Sabres open up a four-game homestand. Still looking for their first win as they start the season now 0-2. And with that, we'll put a wrap on our coverage tonight. Don't forget Bills coverage tomorrow afternoon, getting you ready for the Sunday night game, Bills and Giants, uh, and of course post-game coverage as well. I uh, hope you can be with us then tomorrow for a football day uh, on WGR. Thanks to our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer. Thank you, TJ. Great work to start the season here. Tom Maddy is our engineer. Paul Hamilton is our reporter. And for Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, our game announcers, my name is Brian Colziel I thank you for listening. Again, the final Islanders 3, Sabres 2. Enjoy the Bills game tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I'll talk to you Tuesday night from downtown Buffalo, Tampa Bay, visiting the Buffalo Sabres. We'll talk to you then right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Good night, everyone.